Brand advertising is a stupid waste of money. <laughs> My friend and A-list copywriter Richard Armstrong gave a speech to the Direct Marketing Association a few years back, and I got my hands on a recording of it. It was called Kill the Creatives. And it was a great speech about the power of direct response, and it trashed people who do creative advertising for its own sake, like advertising designed to get awards, right? And I thought it was absolutely right. I still think it is absolutely right. And I have some more thoughts about it in the context of today. So let's talk about that. These are the proven direct response, marketing, copywriting, and entrepreneurship success strategies you can use today to write your own ticket and create the life you want. I am Roy Furr, and this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Now, here's today's breakthrough. All right, today's episode, as usual, it's sponsored by me. I wanna give you something for free. Now this is, I mean, if you are, if you have any interest in direct response at all, if you have, if you have any interest in direct response at all, you should absolutely have copies of this and copies plural. It's scientific advertising by Claude Hopkins. It was the foundational book for direct response advertising, direct response marketing before that was the name. And it laid out the fundamental principles by which all direct response marketing still operates today. It was written 100 years ago, and it's probably the best book ever written on internet marketing because internet marketing is about measurable marketing and generating a response. So check the first link in the description. You can get a free audiobook that I recorded for myself and now that I share with the world, as well as a free PDF of uh, Scientific Advertising by Claude Hopkins. It's at Free Scientific Advertising, the first link in the description. So direct response versus brand advertising. It's an epic battle between good and evil. We are the good guys. They are the bad guys, right? Right, right. Direct response is for, for winners, for people who know how to win with their advertising, with their marketing. We know how to generate leads, customers, sales, and profits. Therefore, we are superior because branding, image advertising, creative advertising, traditional like Madison Avenue style advertising is for losers. They spend a ton of money and they don't track. They don't track the results of their advertising spend beyond consumer sentiment surveys and brand awareness surveys, not actual measurable revenue for the business that is being advertised, right? They don't track, so they don't know how much money they're wasting. And honestly, all of that is a fair criticism of so much branding, so much consumer advertising, so much advertising that is created for the sake of just creativity, right? For entertainment through advertising. People who think, oh, commercials, TV commercials have to be funny to be good. Well, if your goal is to entertain, yes, but if your goal is to create a, an advertisement, put a message out into the world that is going to cause the consumer to pay attention and then respond in a way where more revenue ultimately will be generated than is spent in terms of advertising expense then okay, whatever. If your goal is entertainment, that's great for entertainment. But if your goal is ROI, well, Direct Response has a history that's now well over a century that is all about how to generate profits 
through advertising, how to create advertising that measurably generates the results that, um, that create the, the success of the advertising. That said, brand advertising has some power too. So the power of brand advertising, brands actually do have an advantage when a consumer goes shopping. When a consumer goes shopping, they will choose brands over non-branded products. So take the cereal aisle. If, if a consumer goes shopping for cereal and brands don't matter, then they're just going to buy the cheapest thing that is the flavor that they want, right? But brands do matter and brands persistently matter even in the face of direct response. Brands persistently matter and they generate consumer choice, right? Because consumers grow to know, like, and trust certain brands. They grow to have a relationship with the brand that will lead to a choice default. And so if you are, if you are uh, advertising a product or service, or if you're selling a product or service, do you want to have to generate every single sale? Or is there an advantage to your customer coming to you and choosing to do business with you when you do not proactively go out and initiate the sale? Well, I think that you you know, it, you get that there is a, an advantage to that, that if your consumer thinks I need XYZ and you sell XYZ and they come to you because they know your brand, there is a massive advantage to that. There's a persistent advantage that can last through time. And so having a brand, having brand awareness for what you do, whether that's a personal brand or it is a you know traditional brand you know brand name logo whatever you would consider the brand right having that brand awareness for what you do has some big advantages in terms of longevity in terms of momentum for the business because as you're acquiring brand adherence as you're acquiring brand customers then you're just going to have more and more customers. The other thing that, that brand advertisers tend to do pretty well and creative advertisers tend to do really well is focus on emotions and focus on the market's emotions and really understanding the transformation that someone is going for. And so when you look at some creative advertising, it may be terrible in terms of its ability to actually call someone to take action now, but it creates an emotional association between what the prospect wants, what the cu customer wants, what the, the potential customer wants, and the product or service being sold. And so if, you know, uh, Budweiser beer is, is selling a fun time in its fun commercials, right? then the prospect chooses Budweiser beer for the perceived fun time. There's this emotional connection um, that exists in that. And, you know, don't have to do beer commercials for it to be something that creates that positive emotional tie-in to the brand, right? Today, another thing that brands have that is a big advantage, the, the final power of brand advertising that I wanted to talk to you about is compliance. There is a uh, constant challenge in making sure that any advertising that you do is compliant. And it's not just about like 
oh, is this advertising legal or not? It is, does the ad network that I want to put my ads on, that I want to pay to put my ads in front of their users, does that ad network allow me to run ads? And more and more, ad networks are saying, anything that looks like direct response on the surface is something that we don't trust and that we don't wanna put in front of our users. But if it looks like a brand, well, then we'll put that in front of our users. And so there can be advantages to building out a brand for the sake of compliance. Now, that may not be the ultimate destination that you're trying to get someone to, but you may be required in order to run ads on various networks to create something that looks and feels a lot more like a brand. So that's the power of brand advertising. What about the power of direct response? Of course, I'm, a, I'm an advocate for direct response. It's, it's been where my entire career has taken place. Direct response is wonderful because there is measured response, right? We put advertising, we put marketing out into the world and we measure the response that we get. There, there is an ROI, a return on investment or not, but you know, you know, you spent a certain amount of money, you track the response and you got the return. You got a negative return on investment or a partial return on investment. You got a, a positive return on investment or a, uh, you know, greater than 100% return on investment. What is it? You know, obviously that's dependent on your campaign, but at least you know. And so you know that you can go out there and spend a dollar and get a dollar in return with a new customer in tow, which is the ultimate goal of scalable advertising to be able to acquire customers at break even or better, that the more customers you can bring in, the bigger you can grow your business with additional offers in the future. The other thing that direct response people really get that I think that a lot of brand advertisers don't necessarily get is the power of offers and building offers in such a way that supports economics and having maybe offers that are sequential where the prospect sees one after after another after another, which allows um, the economics of a, of a direct response marketer's campaigns to far outpace the economics of somebody who's just trying to, you know, make this product the brand that everybody is excited about. And um, importantly, when you have all of that stuff in order, you're able to generate scalability at profit. And so if you understand direct response and you understand how to acquire a customer uh, for, you know, greater than 100% ROI, meaning for every dollar you spend, you get at least a dollar back. Then you can reinvest and reinvest and reinvest, and you can grow very quickly as a business in a way that people who are just brand advertisers tend not to be able to do because they say, oh, our marketing budget is 5% of revenue or 10% of revenue, and we can always only put 5% of revenue or 10% of revenue into marketing. Well, a direct response advertiser may say, we're gonna keep spending as much money as we can knowing that if it's bringing back at least a dollar in return for every dollar that we spend, we can just keep doing that all day long and we're gonna have a whole lot more customers by the time we are done. Now here's the reality of today's media and marketplace. Everything is measurable. So if direct response advertising is all about measurement, then direct response is built into pretty much every, certainly every digital media choice, every online media choice. And you may call it conversion marketing or digital marketing or funnels or whatever, but it's all direct response through and through. 
And, um, and because everything is measurable, the economics of markets and, for example, media choices, Facebook ads, YouTube ads, Google ads, whatever, um, they are based on direct response. So the people who spend the most money for that ad space dictate the prices. The people who are willing to spend the most money dictate the prices. And if direct response marketers can make every click worth $3, whereas a brand advertiser can only make every click worth $1, then the price of the, uh, of the click is going to go up towards $2, $3, right? And the brand advertisers are going to struggle significantly. But brands also have an advantage in today's marketplace. So compliance approval tends to go to brands much easier than it goes to anything that looks like direct response. It feels like direct response. And um, consumers, consumers do want a perception of choice. Like I choose this brand, right? And so there is some advantage there to having that perception that, uh, okay, we are the brand that you choose, uh, that is less about direct response and it's more about giving this 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 image for people to grab onto. Um, and the other thing that's happened a lot in the past, I don't know, for my entire career in direct response, for my entire adulthood, uh, that image and design minimum expectations have gone up significantly. Uh, when I was getting started on computers, it was like, uh, honestly, my first computer was an Apple IIe and it was the blinking cursor and all of that. And you could do a little bit of graphic design or home public desktop publishing, but it was nothing like, you know, today you can create 3D, um, you know, very intricate designs from your desktop or from some website that you log into and do graphic design. And you can pull in all these great designers and all this stock footage that's all uh, very, very cutting edge. And it all all adds up to consumers expect, because consumers are able to do it too, they expect a, a higher level of image and design. So that suggests that today maybe there is more of a middle way. And I've heard this from lots of diehard direct response marketers too, as well as brand marketers. There is more of a branded direct response uh, movement that is continuing to grow. And, uh, and, and for me, this is certainly a welcome thing because I recognize that there's a power of building a brand through direct response. And ultimately, this has always been true. Um, if you think of brand as like buyer perception and there's gonna be some markers, some, some visual uh, recognition or some name recognition involved with that buyer perception, but it's still, I have this interaction with this company right with this marketer i have this interaction and that is the brand it's not it's not all the graphics it's not some fancy image whatever it is i have this perception of this company that i do business with of this marketer and that perception comes out of response it comes out of people responding and the brand builds because of that so the buyer experience is what is actually building the brand and the direct response style marketing or the direct response principles in marketing are what drive response. And so, for example, if you're if you're thinking like, oh, I want to do branded direct response, one of the most important things you can do is to always have a next action, always have an intention of the next action that you want someone to take because they interacted with your marketing, with your advertising, uh, but also be brand aware. 
right? And the good news is that this is, it's better for repeat business. When you think about the long game, when you focus on your reputation, you're going to maybe have some different decision making. It's not all about making this sale or maximizing this particular cart value. It's about how can we create the best total customer experience such that this person is going to be predisposed to want to come back and do business with us again in the future. And then in that context, you're able to say, okay, how can we maximize clicks and conversions and all of that in order to achieve that? And some good recommendations for the right kind of thinking that will get you there is that book, Scientific Advertising by Claude Hopkins. Like I said, it's it's 100 years old. It was actually published in 1921, if I remember right. And so it had nothing to do with internet marketing, but still the principles are the best set of principles for internet marketing today. And you can get a free copy of the audiobook that I recorded for myself, but now I share with the world by going to free scientific advertising. That's the first link in the description. I'm Roy Fur. This is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Sound off in the comments. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Are you a are you a diehard direct response? Can't do a brand? Are you a brand marketer who's begrudgingly uh, you know, fighting us on the direct response front. What, what are you? What do you think about this? And don't forget to like and subscribe so you can get more content like this delivered to you. I'll catch you again in the next episode. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.